Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to don our pith helmets and hack our way through the jungle in the game The Lost Expedition. Are we The Lost Expedition? No, we're searching for the previous Lost Expedition, right? <laughs> That's the premise. I don't pretty know sure I exactly that. what the namesake is referring to in this case. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the original is based lot? around the <laughs> It's based around the Lost City of Z uh, expedition. And so I think we're the secondary expedition that's going after the first expedition. And we are also lost. So the lost I twice just over it was an expedition. expedition you were lost on. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought too. But, but I think I read somewhere in the in the uh, story text that we are actually the expedition searching. The reason why we're here is we're trying to find the previous expedition. So, there's just a lot of expeditions getting lost in this area. They should probably stop sending people here. But I feel we like, are I feel here. Like there's a lot of a lot of sunk cost going on. In this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just throw more people at it. That'll solve it. Yeah, this is back in that 1800s or early 1900s. They would just send people repeatedly to their deaths and then send more people to their deaths to find those people. And uh, yeah, so we're one of those people or a group of those people. And we are trekking through the jungle as a team to find the lost city that uh, once we get there, for some reason, I we get saved. So I guess they have a helicopter pad or something like that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually there's actually a back door path that no one ever knows about until they actually make it there. Yeah, one the other once you get to that side of the, that part of the city, there's just a very clear map listed and an obvious trail that unless you're at the city, you can't really see. So, well, uh, most people get to- distracted by the gift shop that's right next to it, and they just don't even look <laughs> yes. to the left. So. Oh, they have a great <laughs> gift shop there. It's just you could spend your whole your whole expedition there if you wanted to. But we, unfortunately, don't land there. We land way far away and have to travel uh, through the jungle to get to this area. And uh, it is a cooperative game. There are several ways to play this game. You can you play cooperatively, you can play it head-to-head, and you, there is a pretty great solo mode, too. So, Alex, do you want to run through exactly how that works, how you play this thing? Uh, okay. So, uh, basically, it's mostly cards. There are a few chits to indicate health and things like that, and there is one meeple to indicate how far you've gotten uh there are different types of cards uh in the game you're going to set up uh depending on how challenging you make it either seven or nine expedition cards this is the the path that you are taking the thing that the meeple is on to indicate how close you are to the lost city uh so in a a the standard game is usually uh, nine cards long so you've got to make it i guess eight cards there because you start on card one uh And then you also start with three adventurers. Each of them have their own skills, either jungle, navigation, or camping. Uh, And each of those has either three health or four health, depending on the difficulty level. Uh, And then every game, you also start with three bullets and uh, either three or four food, again, depending on the difficulty level. then there are also the adventure cards, and this is basically, this is where the meat of the game is. Uh, there's a whole deck uh, numbered 1 through 56. Uh, this deck gets shuffled, and every person, depending on how many people are playing, will either get 6 or 4 cards. 6 for a solo game or a uh, 2 player game, and 4 cards if it's a 3 person game or a 4 person game. Uh, and then essentially I think it's randomly chosen who goes first but I never really remember someone is going to be the leader and every round will take place over a morning phase and an evening phase and this 
pretty much the same thing happens in both phases, but how the car- your adventure cards get ordered uh, changes in each phase. But after that, after both the morning and the the night phase, that leader card will rotate around and basically everyone will get more adventure cards and then you'll keep playing over and over. Uh, During an actual round, uh, when you have your cards, what you're going to do is starting with the leader and going round and round, you'll all play one card at a time. Uh, And these cards, these adventure cards, basically have different symbols on it to indicate what will happen when you go to that card. Now, you won't be going through the card immediately. That will happen once everybody plays half of their cards uh, in the morning phase and then the remainder of their cards during the night phase. Uh, In the morning phase, phase when you play these cards down you'll be looking not only at the things that happen on the cards but also the number that is on the cards because in the morning the cards get played in numerical order so if I had card number 22 uh, I would play that before card number 43 if that was already out there or in between cards 11 and 55 if both of those cards were out there and that's just in the morning phase when you play it but after, again, half the cards get played, you will be going through the path, essentially, the the series of cards that you made, and basically either be making decisions or just uh, taking the brunt of what you have to go through, because each of the cards has things that you must do, and sometimes they have things that you might want to do. Uh, on the cards, there are basically color-coded things and symbols on them to indicate what you can and have to do. Uh, anything that's in yellow or has a yellow background to it means that you have to do it. Most of the cards have one of these, uh, but there's always, if, if it does, there's only one of these yellow symbols to indicate that you have to do it Um, and they usually are something that's bad like oh you lose a health but you also gain a food or something like that or it could be something like you have to add an extra card to the end of the line or sometimes it's something good where it's like you can remove something at the end of the line or you can skip the next card Uh, then also on these cards might be something with a red background and they're usually they're actually there will if there is something red there will be multiple red things and this is something where you have to do one of them but you only do one of them in red. Uh, And again, these are usually choices where it's like, well, you could give up a food, but you gain some camping skill, or you can give up a navigation skill, and then you can do some hiking, which, again, the hiking is the goal of the game. You want to be moving your little meeple, uh, so you might probably decide to do that. Or the occasional and slightly confusing kill one of your members (laughs) in the party and do some hiking. I never understand the kill kill one, and that one never makes any sense. I think it's like, more um, of an abandoned, like leave them. They're dead weight. <laughs> They're slow. Teddy's slowing everybody down. Teddy, hey, have a snack. Sit down. Hey, we're just gonna walk over here for a second. Run, run from Teddy. Run. <laughs> Look how much progress we made. Uh, and then the other color is blue. If something has a blue background, that is completely optional. You do not have to do it. It is your choice whether you do it or not. Uh, and again, it's always something where it's something bad mixed with something good, like lose a health but gain two food. Uh, at the end of each morning and night phase, you do owe a food just because it's been a long day. Uh, and so you need to have some food left over. Any any food you don't have, you actually, if you don't have it, you have to take a penalty of health. Uh, so you try and not not have food. Love that double negative. Uh, and then it moves on to the night phase. And the night phase is 
basically the same, except for instead of placing, when you're placing cards out, they do not get played in numerical order. They just get played in the order they get played in. Now, this is changes slightly in the uh, the solo variant of the game. Uh, there's In the solo variant, you still get six cards, but some of the cards are going to be coming from the deck and what order they come out and how you can play them in the night phase. I think you can play them either in the beginning or the end. It's your choice, but they will go in that order. But in the morning phase, it still goes in the numerical order. But again, cards are going to be coming randomly from the deck. Uh, essentially, you're going to keep doing this over and over until one of three things happens. Either you are able to move that meeple all the way to the Lost City and you win the game, or you end up killing all three of your adventurers, a la all of them have no health left, or you abandon them, I guess, is the, the way you're looking at it, Chuck. <laughs> uh, and then the last way is if you go through that adventure deck, the, the those numbered cards, if you happen to have to reshuffle it and go through it another time. So if you go through it twice, you've lost. Apparently you've just really... I don't, I don't know how you could do that. Uh, I never see that coming because... I don't even think I've ever had to reshuffle the deck. Yeah. But uh, if any one of those things happens, you either win or lose or lose in those cases in that particular order. Uh, and that is the game. That's the game. Yeah, Lost Expedition. Okay, so let's talk about play experience. So you've done uh, all... No, you haven't done... It plays one to five. You haven't done... Well, yeah, why don't you tell me? What player counts have you not done? I feel like talking <laughs> about this before, you've done more than I have. I've done a two-player count. I've also done the head-to-head -head version, which I didn't talk about, but I'll probably get into later. And who knows? Maybe I'll completely forget. But uh, and I've played the four. They've played the four-person game. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've, I've played two and four, and a two-player game that was head-to-head -head is what I've done. Gotcha. Okay. And you've done mostly solo, right? I've done mostly solo, but I've also played two-player games. So, but my experience is with the solo version, primarily, and that's kind of where. I, I don't know my my beginning when I first started playing the game I wasn't I was I got frustrated with it this is a to be off off the top this is a difficult game it, or at least it is for the solo version I should say Alex has won every game he've ever he's ever played of it for this yeah every every game I've played I've won but I've been either playing on like the medium difficulty or easy difficulty mostly medium I think the first game was the the easy just because I'm like oh I know I know these cooperative games they tend to be a bit harder. Uh, but we won them all. The solo game and the hard game have the the same difficulty settings. You'll have the the fewest amount of health and the fewest amount of food. So the solo game is basically the hard game. Yes, yeah. There is only one difficulty setting on it, and it is the hardest. So I kind of like the the two player games I'd played are the easier version because I was playing and I was introing it several times. Um, and then I went mostly to the single, and I just got really frustrated by it. It's like, this game is so hard. And that's fine. I like hard games, and I even like hard solo games. Like, one of my favorite games is Friday. I really love Friday. I can't, I was trying to think about it today, and I don't know if I've ever won Friday. I've gotten close. I've gotten really close, but Friday is so difficult. Those <laughs> damn pirates at the end always seem so overpowered and just destroy me. So, um,. Uh, anyway, and so I think I, but I've come around on Lost Expedition for a few reasons, and in my playthroughs, and it's made me want to play more. One, the game structure is just really engaging. It's easy to get into, and play. And I, I found myself even though I was kind of frustrated by the game, I'm like, ah, I don't feel like playing this. I kept coming back to it. I kept like it would be on my mind, and I kept like wanting to try to get do better than I did before and try a different strategy or maybe try a different approach 
uh, on like what resources I was valuing over others or what, you know, what decisions I could have done. Um, because a lot of the same decisions are going to pop up and in a full game, all the decisions are going to pop up in one way or another. And so I kept thinking about the game and it kept drawing me back in. And I'm, I'm glad it did because over time I have come around and I do like this game. So let's talk a little bit more about what the experience of the game is. Uh, first of all, it's the cards are really uh, oversized cards. They are big. They have great art design. Uh, how did you describe it before the art style? I, I kind of, I think it looks a lot like the the Tintin yeah. Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, that kind of kinda like has that look to old, it. Uh, oldish comic strip style, um, but by no means you know. And well, Tintin was a well drawn comic, but anyway, uh, by no means like a, a plain style. It's very colorful. It's it's very well drawn, and that style works really well for this because too comicy, where it's not unrealistic. It still feels like. There is some realism here. These people are trying to get through this jungle to survive, but it's not so serious where it's just like you're worrying too much about them <laughs> and it's depressing. <laughs> so um, the color, just the layout of the game is very engaging. It, it just looks nice on a table. You know, this is a game that people will probably, while uh, they're walking by, like peek at it and be like, oh, I wonder that's that interesting looking game that they're playing. The uh, the characters expeditions that you can bring you can have some fun with with that with that I when one of those either characters that you bring either dies or uh, usually one or two of them die at least in my experience <laughs> in my experience they all die but uh, one or two of them die it's kind of, I've I've made it once where none of them have died I felt very proud oh really of oh well good for you um, they uh, it's it's fun to engage with them. There's six of them total. You have, always have to have uh, three of a different symbol. So they're basically they're two sided. Um, or are they? I'm trying to remember now if they're two sided or if they're different cards. Are they two sided? They're different. Yeah. Cards. Okay. Let's try to remember. If I was playing a. The the you flip them over when they die and it has like ah uh, yes it's, it's it almost is. like it's 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 got the weird like wooden token look it's just like oh <laughs> there there's their their gravestone yeah, yeah to me is what it looks like <laughs> so those are fun those are fun to engage with and play with as you know they're they're very individual people and actually they're historical figures if you can look up who they were which is kind of cool they were uh, different explorers Ooh. and they each have a uh, really cool history about their what they contributed. So Teddy is Teddy Roosevelt. It, it is. He is. Yeah. Teddy is Teddy Roosevelt. Um, I have not looked all of them up. I just know that you can. So that's something I intend to do later just because that's kind of cool that they slept that in there as a little um, something, little, little, uh, what do they call that? Oh, God. Oh, what's that called? What they said something <laughs> secreted. <laughs> a uh, subliminal Easter egg. No there idea. we go. <laughs> Easter yes. egg. There I was are. like, there's a word for that, and I can't think of it. It's, so that's a little Easter egg that's kind of cool that they slipped in the game. Um, yeah, what else? What what have you struck you during your plays about kind of the vibe or, or what people sort of liked or didn't like? Um, the main thing I liked about this is that it was there was a lot of discussion in the four-person game. Because you have a little, and uh, when we recorded this thing before, I kept using the word control, and I'm going to try and use it only <laughs> that this time. Uh, you do have a little bit of control in your own hand, but uh, <laughs> no, you can't count the first <laughs> oh, <I counted> one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to say one and a half times. <laughs> anyway, uh, but when when you play them out there, it's then it's more of discussing and kind of like. 
all right, what are we going to do? Because the, you're you're given a lot of choices of, okay, should I play this card or should I play that card? And when you play a card, it's the, the choices haven't stopped. It's, all right, do we do this one path or do we do, do I lose the health to gain the food or do we lose a bullet to gain a health? Like, what do we need more of? I don't know. Like, uh, Bessie has taken a lot of hits. I don't know if we want to have Bessie take another hit yet. Uh, maybe, maybe we should have Roy take the hit this time. It's, uh, usually I have Roy take the hit, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, punching bag Roy. And, and it, and and being able to discuss that with with everyone else, it's because for the most part, none of you really know what's going to happen. Although you do you do have some options of like looking at what's coming up in your hand. So if you've already gone through the morning phase, you're looking at those those cards that you have left over for the night phase. Going, yeah, that's going to be a bit difficult because I got this card to play. And it's 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 having just a little bit of knowledge about what's in the future to give you an idea of what kind of decisions you want to make. Or uh, it's things like, oh, this this card allows you to swap two cards in the line, so maybe we want to do that. Or when you play cards, it gives other people options of getting rid of cards that you know are going to be horrible because there are ones that are like, all right, you're going to have to do this, and you get to skip the next two cards. So when you play that, everyone's going to be like, okay, I got to play something that's going to. If I play this, it can fit in there, and we don't have to worry about this card. I was so worried about this card there are those those high moments and those low moments and i i that's kind of what i like about it is the having i almost i almost said it but i'm not going (laughs) having having the ability to to do things you want to do and having uh strategies around doing things you don't want to do basically and i like that yeah i agree i think it really lends itself to that discussion in a fun way and i also think adding to that is not just the actions that will fire off and if something happens, but I really do love the events that happen. Like the fact that a crocodile can attack you and it does a couple different things. You, or you have options typically with the reds. You have to do a red on a card, but usually there's more than one that you can choose from. So if the crocodile attacks you, you can shoot it. So you waste a bullet and get some food. Or you can um, waste time by basically expending yourself. So you waste some health to walk around the crocodile or take a long bypass around it to uh, get away but you advance i'm trying to remember the crocodile card i think you advance anyway something you do something else and and that's a way to get around it and it's it's some sort of benefit so um i really really like like that it actually creates a really fun narrative uh throughout the course of the game outside of just the logical solving of how do we get out of this jungle things happen it's like oh that makes sense oh we found a tribe oh no ants (laughs) so it's got some really cool events that popped up and i love that sense of not humor, but but ex- kind of excitement of the game in uh, in in the way they designed that part of it. Yeah, the, I, it's the way they use the symbols to kind of speak to well, what if there were ants? What exactly would that mean? Type of a thing, or you know, if you run into rapids, uh, what what would that mean? You're gonna you're gonna lose some food, and you're gonna lose some time, or maybe if depending if you use these skills, you're gonna you know you have to think about it. All right, I'm I'm using my my. Uh, explorer skills to navigate this river, but it's going to exhaust that that character. So that's why they lose a bit of health uh, and and things like that. Or oh, you know, I'm I'm using the the jungle person's navigation skills to switch cards around, which means you know he was looking ahead and seeing you know all right maybe we should avoid that and and kind of take this path instead. And I, being able to read in is kind of interesting. I'm not a huge theme person as as we've seen, but I really I kind of enjoyed that part of it because I would be able to dig in 
in and it's nice to add a little bit of flavor here and there and I, I like that. Yeah, it it seems to be like just enough, you know. It's not overpowering, but it also doesn't fade completely to the background uh, like a lot of games do where you just kind of get into the, the the logic of it or the 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 math of the game and uh, try to figure yeah. figure like it out. Like when I when I play uh Elder signs. I'm like, I'm never thinking about. Oh well, this means that. <laughs> right. I'm just like, I just need to, I just need to roll the right symbols. Who cares? Right, Whatever. Yeah. Whereas this, I'm just like, oh yeah. Do we want to shoot the the crocodile and get some food, or do we just want to avoid it completely and add, make the path longer? You know, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> do we want to waste the bullet because we don't have a lot, or do we? But we get food. But yeah, yeah. It's it's it it's it's a very cool game. I don't think I've played anything quite like it. Have you? I don't think so. No, I mean the mechanisms definitely not uh, theme wise. I think the only thing that I can think that even comes close theme wise is like escape, uh, in, in, and only in the sense that it makes me feel like I'm Indiana Jones. Oh and sure, that's, that's <laughs> the only that is the only connection between those two. Yeah. Uh, actually, now I feel like playing this game, and then right after it, playing Escape. So <laughs> I'm going into the jungle, and then I'm getting stuck, and I have to get myself out of a temple. That I think that would be perfect. Now I just have to think of another game to play right after that. Uh, Black Orchestra? No, that, that's too Lost far. Lost Cities? <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Indiana Jones, I think, is, is spot on. It feels very much like an Indiana Jones adventure. It, it feels perfectly aligned to that. So, yeah, I, I I think it does what it does really well, and it feels uh, very fun and unique. The bonus of it, too, is it's quick as, as well. So, you could, like I said, when I was kind of obsessed with it, especially in a first-player game, you can run through a couple games in 30 minutes easily, especially if you're die like me. But, but um, all right, let's talk a little bit more about table space. So if you're going to take this out to the bar or restaurant one of the things i mentioned before just a reminder though it plays one to five so that's a nice player count and availability and table space so table space is actually pretty good here there is going to be the central tableau of the map the jungle cards that are representing the jungle which is just a row of cards you'll have a meeple on there which represents your party's progress through the cards You'll have a little pile of three resources, health, chits, bullet chits, and food. You'll have your three explorer cards, which are next to your map. Typically, they're in the center of the table. They don't really move. Regardless of player count, you always have three explorers that are part of your party. And then you, I guess, are an uncounted um, commander, I guess, or the leader. I'm not quite sure how that works, but... I think of myself as the, you know, the Sims godlike character where I'm like just move you go this way. Okay. <laughs> but I'm I guess you could definitely look at it as, oh yeah, we're I'm the leader of this ragtag group and I don't ever take a hit in health. <laughs> <laughs> I just send you to do it. I guess we're low on food, Roy. Sorry, this is not your day. <laughs> Roy again, just step up to the plate, Roy, and go fight a jaguar. <laughs> You got this, Roy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, actually, I'm just looking it out. I, th- I think technically you are the expedition leader. There is a the first player marker is says expedition leader. So, you are sending Roy to his death and looking him straight in the eyes as you do it. Um, <laughs> so you've got the, so you've got that, and that's so that's not too long. So even their oversized cards, they're they're you know they're not huge. And so you've got just a strip of cards for the jungle, three cards next to that for the expedition a deck. Uh, draw pile and a discard and then you have 
the dynamic area of the board is the fact is the area where you have these events popping up each round at the evening and day phase. So those you'll just need an area where you can all anyone in the table can get to lay a car or be, have accessible to put a card on or close enough where they can toss one in. So um, that's pretty much it. And without outside of the middle of the table area where you're laying the cards down just has to be visible by everybody and has and those cards are big and very well printed and clear. So that really lends itself to you know people not sitting right on top of over the board kind of a and you know a broader table distribution of seating. So I think it it's quite well works quite well for taking out. Um, have you taken it out? I actually yeah. have not taken this out and about. I, I other than my four player game, I, all of them were at some sort of bar or restaurant, oh, okay. and it. I mean, I think. We played on one small square table, and there was still plenty of room for two plates and and a bag of like bread or something like that. So not <laughs> a, a sack bag, of bread. a bowl of bread. <laughs> what kind of place were you here, get? Well, just just give me some Wonder Bread. <laughs> Here's a yeah. sack of bread. <laughs> Welcome to our restaurant. God. We were actually eating at a grocery store. No, uh, <laughs> sir. <laughs> those the tables are not for that. <laughs> but uh, plenty plenty of room. Just knock the samples off of a sample table. Play the game. Um, all right, so yeah, so that uh, check of the box on that side. I would say, let's see, what where could we go next? Well, should we? Should we would your mom like this game? I'm gonna say no. I think that this has just a few too many um, if this then that things to consider. Uh, not not even a few. It has a lot of if this then that things to consider that you you have to sort of take a minute to mull over. I think that would probably not be up your mom's alley. No, I de- she would definitely not like this. There's yeah, there's too many decisions for her. Uh, although it does have a nice camaraderie, like being able to talk over it type of a thing. But the it, it, there's just too many decisions, and and there are there are there are tough decisions to be made. And uh, even thinking about the head to head version, which are the decisions are even harder in the, in that version, which I will get to. Very soon. But anyway, uh, no, she would not like this. But who would like this game? I think anyone who likes, uh, first of all, adventure-style games, games where it's a survival, there's a survival uh, storyline or mechanism aspect to it, for sure would like this game. I think anyone who enjoys uh, a little bit of luck in their games and is okay with that would, would really like would really like this. Let's see. What else? Who's a Who's another... I mean, I think the obvious one is anyone who likes a good cooperative well, game. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, there you go. Would enjoy this. Yeah, co-op fans. I um, this is definitely it, first of all a unique experience. So I would say uh, just because of that, but also it plays really well together as a co-op game. Solo wise, since you're you're the one who's played it solo, would you say someone who enjoys a good solo game would would like this? I'd say so too. And I mean, I said before that the hardest difficulty level is what the solo game is. However, you can always play any game. Uh, to augment that you could give your explorers an extra health to make it a little easier you could give one of them an extra health and so there's ways to augment it if you're frustrated by the difficulty so i would say uh, absolutely and actually to that point if there's even clearer ways that don't feel like you're cheating to augment the difficulty as a solo gamer like in friday i can't really fudge friday friday is what it is it's i'm either 
succeeding on the task or I'm not. There's no way to be like, well, maybe I sort of got that one. Um, this game allows you to sort of augment some things and still challenge yourself in different ways. So I would definitely say this is a pretty great solo experience, and I I really really enjoyed enjoyed it and i continue to to like just i I just like i said i just think about this game every once in a while and i just grab it throw it on the (laughs) table and play around and uh die and then i uh, put it away (laughs) so i yeah uh people who would people who would not like this game i'm basically if you don't like cooperative games or if you if you like your cooperative games to have a bit more you know less less luck dependent right not that this is hugely luck dependent, but it's if there. you don't like the idea of, oh, I have no idea what's going to come out of there. How am I supposed to plan for that? I don't know who to take the hell from. It really makes no difference to me. So if that's kind of the way, you, if you don't like that idea, then this might not be for you. Um, or if you just don't like cooperative games, which I know a number of people don't, um, yeah, don't don't worry about this. Because the head-to-head mode probably isn't going to make you like the game that much more. Um just to speak on that, because I said I was going to like twice, and here it is right now. There we go. I know you've been waiting for it. <laughs> well, we, we can we can add a note in the yeah. description. Jump to this timeline yeah. if you're yeah. talking. <laughs> if you all are interested in head to head, jump in right now. All right, welcome ec- the new viewers is or new listeners. <laughs> if if you're just if you're just, just tuning, tuning in, in which I don't know how you could do that. Break down the head to head mode. <laughs> Uh, basically the way it works is it's the same thing except for, again, you're working against, there's another meeple added. You're trying to, whoever can make it to the end of the path wins. Uh, and when you're make, putting down adventure cards, you're choosing one of two, uh, sections to put it down in. So you could Essentially, you're going to alternate again back and forth, but you don't have to add it to the same path. You can add it to one of two paths, and then once you've all played half your cards again, uh, the the leader gets to choose one of three options. They can either say, I'm taking the first path, or I'm taking the second path, or they can choose... I am choosing neither path. You are choosing one of the paths. And during the night phase, I'll get to choose the path. So essentially, when you're playing these cards, you're thinking not only about, ooh, what would be hard or what would be easy, but if I put this on this path, then it'll make it really easy and I want to go down that path. But then I'll have to play this card during the night phase. And if I'm choosing a path now, they'll have to choose, they get to choose the next path. And I don't want them to be able to choose that path. One for and it's it's there's like two extra layers on top of it, which makes it really hard. Like the game moves a bit slower because you're going, okay, but if I put this here, then I put that there. But do I make them choose or do I get the choose? Or even if you're not the leader and you're one going, all right, they're going to be able to choose. If they choose, they'll probably choose that top path, but they're definitely not going to let me choose. Oh God, like it's so there's so many things to think about, which I did enjoy, but the thing that I didn't really like was how the game usually comes to an end because again it's whoever comes to the to the city first or whoever doesn't lose all their adventures first right uh but if someone can get their adventure to that that card just before the 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 last spot they have a lot of control because every time it got to that point i had like it was always me that got to that point but it was okay, as long as I have a card in my hand that I can choose to move my meeple, then I have a lot of control. And if the other player has a card in their hand that, I mean, you have to play all your cards. If they've got one, as long as I put mine in a different path, 
I'm golden. I've I've got the win. So it there it just kind of hurts a little bit to be like, all right, well, the only way the person that's behind can win is to make sure they don't get the possibility of moving their meeple. And so it's a little bit harder to finagle that or right. at the very least to even know if they even have a card that allows them to move a meeple. So sometimes they're just not in a position to do anything about it or they just they you know, you just have to take a gamble of, well, if I put this here, hopefully they won't have a card that allows them to do that. And it for both of the games that we played that were head-to-head, it was, nope, I have the game in my hand. As, as long as they had one and they put it out there, I could easily just put mine in the other. And, I, I like, every time it came to it, she'd look and go, I'm going to choose. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter which one I choose. You're going to win anyway. Right. So it's, right. it just kind of hurt at the end there. But every time, every bit before that was definitely enjoyable. But... Oh, as an overall experience, it kind of the end of the game kind of ended in a flat way. So I would not look to this game of like, ooh, I'm gonna play it for the head to head. Right, right. Yeah, it feels definitely like it's a game you play against the game. It's it doesn't. I've not played the head to head, but I, it makes sense what you're saying um, and how it can sort of fall flat towards the end there. Uh, oh, two more things real yeah. quick. Uh, these are just another heads up for players, just to clarify this: what this game is, if you are. Um, determining if it's right for you. Two things that for players that it might not be for is if you want more of a deeper experience, this is not a light, light game, but it is a light-ish game. And the uh, decisions and strategy is more, the players are more reactionary to things that are popping up versus like an engine building thing where you're building up a strategy towards something coming to fruition. You're, you're reacting to surprises, to things that are popping up and trying to make the best of a bad situation. So if you don't like that, then that's probably a strike against it for you. But um, but if you do like that, obviously that is, if you do enjoy like something coming up and going like, oh, and having to figure out how to best navigate around that, then that definitely, definitely is for you. So, and then the... Uh, yeah, and, and it plays pretty quick. It's yeah. like 15 to 20 minutes usually, so... Excuse me. Yeah, and then... Um, the other thing, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, there's two things, so that's that's the big one. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess replayability. Was it replayability? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't replayability. But that's a good point. Do you think? How, what's your thought on replayability of this one? I mean, I I like it. You, you're never gonna know what exact cards come out, and I. I it's one of those games that I'll probably bring out maybe once every two months. Sure. Maybe more. I like it. It's it's definitely not going to hit the table, you know, every week or even every month. But it's definitely a nice game to be like, you know what? I feel like something light, something quick, something where we can work together. This, th- this may be my go-to co-op game, I think, possibly. Oh, wow. Um, although I do... I do really like uh, Pandemic the Cure, although I, I haven't actually brought that out in a while. And uh, yeah, I just it's it's a smaller box, so it, it just kind of fits it fits better for going out. So I th- I think this might be my go to co op game. Right. Okay. Well, that's high praise. All right. But uh, if even if I I get sick of it, there there are expa- there is an expansion, the the Lost Expedition, the Fountain of Youth, and other adventures. Uh, basically it adds uh, different modules that you can add either like oh now one of your dudes can turn into a werewolf or you can add extra like additional adventurers to the thing or additional adventure cards so just keeping it keeping it fresh in that way and different ways to uh different ways to play and i'm i'll, I'll probably 
probably get that at some point in time, but I don't, I don't need it right now. Yeah, I, I'm good with what I have. I was looking at it as well, and it does look like does look interesting. If if I play this often enough, I'll probably pick that up as well because I I like the game enough to throw in some wrenches into the works and see how it plays out. So, um, all right, well that uh, is X the Lost Exhibition. At the top of the episode, I realized we just forgot to say who it was made by. The designer. I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> the designer is Pierre Sylvester, and it's published by Osprey Games. The artist is Garen Ewing. Um, so Pierre Sylvester has several games. I believe I believe they're all under Osprey's heading. So if you like this game, you can check out some of his other stuff. But um, um, I've I've heard this is one of the ones people um, really enjoy. Not that his other games are bad, but this is one of the ones that people seem to um, tout about. So that'll do it for the Lost Expedition, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us and suggest a game that we could review for our taking out and about series let us know you can get a hold of us through uh twitter <clears throat> by chits and chat you can also get a hold of us on our eavesdrop uh, podcast hosting site uh, eavesdrop.com is our podcast host you can go there and then scroll down to the chits and chat page click on us and there is a contact form at the bottom of our page you can fill out and send it off to us and we'll get that and we would love to hear from you guys <laughs> excuse me and a little, a little cough there uh, but, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So until next time, we will don our chaps. Do adventurers wear chaps? That's not right. They wear, what do they wear? They wear, like, riding pants. And <laughs> I think it's all the all the pictures. They have those weird high pants. And yes. hack our way as close as we can to this lost city and its amazing gift shop and call you from there. Yes. All right. And now we're going to send Roy off to fight a warthog. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Roy. Sorry, Roy. Take one for the we team. We don't have to at this <laughs> point, Roy, but it just feels like we don't want to leave the warthog. And what a better way to celebrate an end to a mission than a pig roast. So off you go. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye.